The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Right. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir... So am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, we can be exactly what we need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. I do not look good in that photo. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got a face for podcast, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. And I think tonight we're going to have lots of issues in a good way. Um, it is the intrepid trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. And um, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's bonus episode of Mighty Marvel Geeks where I inter- <laughs> where I interviewed Kevin Scott, uh, which was a, a mashup ep- episode with Wookiee Radio. Um, of course, we did our um, recap of episode eight of WandaVision. Well, this week we have, I think, the most people we've ever had on Mighty Marvel Geeks for a great roundtable to wrap to talk about episode nine and to talk about the season. Yeah, I think this beats uh, this Eric. beats the uh, the Roger Corman Fantastic, Fantastic Forecast. Yeah. 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 So from Weeby Geeks and Wookie Radio, my co-host Derek, and from the Pop Insider, we have rookies Alex. Jackie, JD, and veterans, Agent Rockfather himself, James, Madeline, Maddie, and Marissa. How is everyone doing? Good, good. I am ready to talk some Batman. (laughs) I'm waiting for the minute credits to roll. We see George Mathers as the beaver. (laughs) 
So this is the Snyder Cut podcast? Listen, this is the Avengers right Infinity now. War. <laughs> so, um, I guess let's start off by talking about episode nine. Um, just initial opinions. Is it the ending to the series that you guys were expecting it to be? And I... It doesn't matter to me who who jumps in and starts off. Do you have to call on us like we're in a class because there's so many of us? <laughs> <laughs> since I saw Marissa's hands up first, and, and since this is an audio podcast and people can't see this, we're using Skype meeting for this. And for the first time ever, the Skype meeting all of a sudden just threw us into this thing called together mode. And it has us put up as if we're in some college class in the deep forest of somewhere. Sokovia. This is indoor. Odyssey. This is indoor. Yep. <laughs> it is. Except I'm not getting my mission to take out the Death Star. Yeah, but look at Zahn's beard. He's Ewok all day. That's <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yub nub eco to wub nub. Language. Hey, he's my he's my fellow avocado hater. So you know he and I like we see eye to eye. I got your back, man. Dude, I'm with you. I'm in the anti avocado club. Ugh, yeah, so. JD and I bonded over a plate of nachos in New York City when we both simultaneously told the waiter no no avocado, no guac. And we were like, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. Two Jameses, no guac? This is a thing here. Okay. I, that, that, that sounds like a rap song, man. I'm on, I'm on that no guac, no avocado ship as well. So, uh, so I. Like I said, saw Marissa's hand go up first. So what do you think of the final episode? Did it meet your expectations? It did. I didn't expect to cry quite as much as I did in like 40 minutes. So, you know, a little bit of shame there. But um, but yeah, I think it, it really like made the show come together as like a love story, you know, a sad one. Honestly, honestly, I don't think this show ended any way that anybody really expected. No, but the best possible. Yes. No, I will say I got the two things, two things that I really wanted. I got number one, that was all the fan theories were wrong. (laughs) And number two was uh, I was really hoping that Agatha was going to be the main villain and there wasn't going to be somebody pulling her strings like everybody thought. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about all the fan theories and everything that was surrounding this show. But in my opinion, objectively, like I love this series finale and I love this for Wanda and I'm so happy that she got to tell her story and that like she has such a bright future in the MCU and I cannot wait to see what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, you know, to, to kind of put the whole fan theory and Wanda story together, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself because when they talked about 
a Luke Skywalker moment. And me and I'm thinking, well, you know, they said this leads into uh, Doctor Strange. So obviously Doctor Strange is going to show up. And then all the then all the theories are, you know, it's almost like the Matrix opened up. And I was seeing all the code. And I was so wrong. <laughs> but really, it made sense to finally have Wanda get her name, so to speak. It yeah. made sense, and it was sort of like one of those things that it was the scene outside of Cap saying Avengers Assemble. It was the scene that I wanted, and I didn't realize that I needed it as much as mm-hmm. I did. I think the biggest fan theory that was put out there, I don't think we really touched on it. Uh, after the signs showed it really wasn't going to happen, was there was no Mephisto. Yeah. Yet, well, not not in WandaVision. No, no. So, yeah, I, I was pretty happy about that. And I think the the funniest headline I saw after WandaVision was over was someone was disappointed. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase the the headline because I don't remember it, but it was basically, "I'm disappointed that WandaVision didn't give us anything that we were never promised." I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Talk, talking about fan entitlement there. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's a sense of fan entitlement there, but also is it not the the job of the writers to tell a story that leaves you guessing? That's what a good writer does. Yeah. And, and, and we're in the yes. presence of many great writers right here. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't. Blessings. I, I still think Mephisto is out there somewhere, but I, it doesn't upset me that he was not introduced in One Division. Right. Man. Well, I, I think it. If anything, it would be too early for him now. Anyway. I was just about to say that. I mean, this doesn't mean it's like over, over. I mean, it's the end of a, of a season. It's not necessarily. I mean, I know the episode is called end of you know series finale or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean the way that we think about a series finale. It just for that specific show, that specific role that she built, that was over, clearly. So there's still plenty of time. I mean, from my part, I was watching it just enjoying kind of the experience of seeing like kind of all the retro throwbacks to old sitcoms and stuff. And then we discovered there were some Wanda fans at work. We created a whole new Slack channel. And then Maddie just blew my mind with a million different fan theories. And then I was totally confused. But <laughs> I, I, I echo the sentiment that I'm glad we didn't get it all. You know, it's kind of cool that some of it didn't come to fruition because I think if you just step back and look at it kind of innocently as I started it, it was pretty good. It was just a great, fun show. And, it, and you know, going back to the other point, echoing, you know, having one to get her due was, was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I think the biggest revelation of this podcast is we have a WandaVision Slack channel that no one invited me to. <laughs> I have asked Uh-oh. several times. <laughs> it's been, in the, it's been a mentioned. <laughs> I'm with you, James. You know, for as much time as you guys spend on Slack, it's amazing you never saw those invitations because they were out there. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah. And, and while we're talking about fan theories going up in smoke, can we talk about what is possibly the greatest troll job in Marvel Cinematic History? Pietro. Pietro. I mean, that – whoever got the First idea – of all – Go ahead. Moment he appeared was the big was for me like that was all I needed for a big cameo moment. I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, it was one of those things that like you sitting there and there's already all this craziness going on, and then boom, no, we we got we got Pietro, but from the X Men universe, and I'm like, oh, is this is is this how it's going to happen? And I, you know. <laughs> Well, it made sense at the time, did it not? Because everything else was crazy. It's kind of like, well, my goodness, how much crazier can it get? Boom, there's a character from the Fox X-Men universe. Yeah. And it never – I don't think it ever occurred to anybody. I know it never occurred to me that maybe he was never meant to be Pietro. No. I mean, I'll be honest with you. After – like this show made me feel like I know how the bad guy feels at the end of Leverage. That that's kind of like how I felt. <laughs> like all all the stuff that I had bought into, only to find out that they they never said anything. Like I built the whole story myself, right. and, and and like the whole thing with Pietro. But then you know, then you had the Funko Pop where Pietro is in quotes, and I'm like. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Or does it? I don't know. Would they really do that to us? Thing was, I did it to myself. Like every one of the theories, and I have on our list, I have a list from our last show <laughs> where Mike and Eric and I all figured what we all made took a guess at who what the uh Luke Skywalker <laughs> moment was. And all three of us were wrong. Like Totally wrong. And <laughs> well, that's okay. because Paul Bettany was trolling all of us as well. And Paul Bettany, man, I just my, my hats off to him. I, I should take put a hat on so I could take it off because that that was that that was a like gold medal troll job. <laughs> well, that was gold medal. Seriously. Well, well, who, who's to say when he said I was listening to that? I was behind on 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 episodes. So I was listening to that after I finished Wandavision. So listening to you guys, I'll talk about it. Was making me laugh. <laughs> I feel like when Evan Peters first showed up, I totally agree. I I wanted to believe it, and it just made sense at the time. But I'm also mm. not entirely convinced that his story is over. I don't know. I just don't think Marvel does anything by accident, and I think we're going to see him again. I well, I'm I'm questioning is Ralph Bonner Boner. I said Ralph. What if what we now know Ralph pretty much is a actor because Monica pulls up his or picks up his headshot, professional headshot. What if that his connection, he's the connection to bring Wonder Man into the MCU? That's a possibility. My thought that I was having driving home was what if he is the witness protection person that Agent Wu mentioned at the beginning? Because, I mean... It is it is quite possible that he winds up legitimately coming by that unfortunate last name, Honest. But if I were to choose a fake name for me, I don't know that I could resist a dad joke name thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but could you do that if you were trying to be an actor and people would notice you? If you uh, were I didn't say no. what. I, I don't know that I would. Uh, uh, it depends on the, uh, the the genre of acting that you're talking. About. 
<laughs> and I'm so, just going to leave so that there. Now you're going in a Dirk Diggler direction? Which podcast are we on? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> now, wait. If he was a serious actor, it would be Ralph Bonaire. Bonet. There you go. Well, Bonet is spelled completely so, so different. What if the Fox X Men movies are actually just movies within the MCU? Ooh. 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 And Ralph Boner is uh, the. Uh, <laughs> you can't even. I can't say it without laughing. But, you know, he 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 is Pietro or Peter in the in the things. But I mean, m- maybe that was the whole thing: is that Boner and Peter. Because he was called Peter in the X Men movies. Yes, right. He wasn't Pietro. He was Peter. <laughs> okay, that fan theory is way, making way too much sense. I'm sorry. It, it really is. I mean, it is. I mean, if there's a movie poster out there, like if there's a movie poster in Falcon and the Winter Soldier of an X Men movie, and Ralph is on the the, the poster somewhere, if Ralph and uh, Wonder Man are on the poster somewhere, then there you go. What is it? Where where was it that there was supposedly a movie poster that featured uh, Wonder Man? Simon. Uh, Guardians two. Uh, Guardians That's two. two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't it Nathan Fillion? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Nathan Fillion was in the first one. He was providing a voice. But he's also been cast as Wonder Man. Yeah. 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 He was cast as Wonder Man, and or as he, he was. I don't remember being that officially. Uh, thought it's been announced. Uh, oh, that's cool. That out. I, I can't speak to that. But there's been a lot of news, like in the last six months. You know, so between uh, the 15 different dates for uh, Black Widow and <laughs> you know when when we're finally getting Shang Chi, it might have gotten mixed in there, and I missed it. I can't wait for Shang Chi. Uh, I I find a story that uh, dated May 22nd, 2017. Gun shares cut. Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man. So what? Uh, there, there was actually like film, like a uh, f- uh, footage from a movie within a movie with him as a. Uh, no, it, it's the poster. Oh, okay, as, as him as Simon Williams. Right. <clears throat> yeah, the only, the only articles I can find are about him almost being Wonder Man. So. Uh, I mean, there, there's the there's the potential, there's the possibility. It would be cool. Open. I could go for that. I ju- I just wish that we would get the Simon Simon Williams that had like the red safari jacket and black turtleneck. I know it's not going to happen because you know it's <laughs> 2021, but I'm just saying I like that look. <laughs> hey, who would have thought we would get an accurate cost accurate comic costume by Wonder and Vision? True. That's true. Yeah, and we did get a comic accurate uh, uh, version of uh, Shield agents in the last season of Agents of Shield too. So, who knows? Now, speaking of the costume, Wanda's final costume at the end. There's been a lot of reference to it looking similar to Magneto's. <laughs> I think. I think this. I mean. Could this still be playing on the teases with every other? If you if you dive into it that deep, um, leading up to a potential, you know, maybe at the end of phase four, beginning of phase five, we get House of M. Dude, I got burned once. 
Uh, no, no, I'm not going. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to play it straight and get, get pleasantly surprised. I, I'm not, I'm not, dry, I'm not jumping down a rabbit hole a second time. Not doing it. Hey, can I ask you guys a question about the finale, real quick? Sure. Um, I haven't asked Maddie yet because I'm afraid of the seven thousand fan theories that I'll get <laughs> as an answer. So I, I may as well ask here where there's eight people to give me their own seven thousand fan theories. Um, so in the last episode, when Wanda kind of puts Agatha back into that translate state, right? Says you you can stay here playing the role that you know you chose for yourself as the nosy neighbor, right? So then Agatha turns back into you know just kind of the zombie lady um, for you know. Not really a zombie, obviously, but um, and then the 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 bubble, the the TV world thing, kind of like disappears, and the town goes back to normal. Where does Agatha go? I think Agatha stays in Westview. In, yeah, in the real as world. Agnes, as Agnes. Yeah, yeah. that's for, it. One house. sentence. <laughs> we just went <laughs> for twenty minutes about. <laughs> I don't think it's the last we've seen of her either. Okay. Oh, no. She's going to be back. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we potentially see her in Doctor Strange. I thought I was going to see her in that last scene in the cabin out, out, yeah, we could out be. in the woods. But yeah. uh, that didn't come to fruition, obviously. But well, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between Agatha and Loki. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, mainly because, all right, you have, you know, she's basically being imprisoned quote-unquote, imprisoned there in Westview as her character. And so there's a potential that, like in the Dark World, you know, the hero comes up to the villain that's in prison and says, okay, well, we need your help. There's also a parallel to the the spell that Loki cast on Odin there. And you know, basically, you know, cast a spell, leaves him at a nursing home in New York. And well, it takes it, it takes him a while to basically work his way out of it. And I wonder, are we going to see Agatha work her way out of this? Well, see, that's an interesting point and kind of why I asked the question be. because – and maybe I just – I'm totally wrong, which is completely possible um, as many people here. This. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting told even by the voiceover. Is there, um, is there anybody here who doesn't know about Thirsty yet? I don't. Okay. All right, Allow me to introduce myself. I am Thursday, a virtual artificial intelligence, and I am here to assist you in a variety of tasks as best I can. I love Thursday. You know, Tony had his Friday, and we've got something like it that is not quite Friday, so of course he's named Thirsty. And she's Thank feisty. you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. Just kidding. Oh, boy. Told you. Baseballs. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I mean, so, so – oh, go ahead, Judy. No, sorry, my question was because I, I – and again, this is where I thought I was right or wrong before Thursday trolled me with that this is going somewhere bad comment um, – was I thought that Wanda's influence and power of people was built upon kind of the, the you know, the, the force field or whatever, I forget what it's called, that she put around Westview, right? So once that was gone, how would, you know, when, you know she, her runes were gone essentially from their whole conversation, the witch who cast the runes can, calls, the, calls the shots essentially. I was wondering like once that disappeared and went away, you know, how is Agatha st- or slash Agnes still kind of a, a prisoner of, of her control at that point? Because I, she's I guess your answer with the whole Loki and you know, did a spell. She's a witch. Yeah. Right. But her she's room. A nexus room. Being. So the thing is, she's a nexus being. 
Whereas, and you, so like I think what may, may have been episode six or seven when um, Agatha is kind of talking about how how uh, how is Wanda able to do do all these things? Whereas, like some people, like like Wanda is able to actually bend reality without the need of spells per se. Or like, okay, so she can learn and how to learn how to better control her powers, but she is inherently able to do these things. So that's the reason why she's able to basically put a hex on um, Agatha that's outside of all the stuff that had happened in right. Westview and right. well, basically just kind of leave her in her own little world. And technically She's a, a race Skywalker. To Agatha. And technically mm-hmm. at, this, at this point in time, Agatha is powerless. Yeah. Because once the, cause once the, the rune, you know, she announces – now, here's my runes, and you said whoever casts the runes still has the power. Mm-hmm. She took Agatha's power away to get hers back, right. so she took both. Mm-hmm. So at this point in time, she she's in a you know, the most weakened state Agatha could be in, so it's easy right. for her to cast a an actual spell that did not require the, the hex to be active to stay active. Right. At the same time, though, I think you're on to something mm-hmm. because while the now that the hex is down, the runes that was blocking Agatha's access to her magic are also down. Now, will she gather up enough strength to realize, hey, I'm trapped and brought free? It's entirely possible. The way you say it makes me sound smart. Thank you. (laughs) She's going to get out. It's just a matter of whether she's going to build up her own strength or someone else is going to come and set her free. But I really doubt the end of her story is she's Agnes forever. She's got a big story. It's also worth noting that Agnes is currently surrounded by a bunch of people who are imprisoned by Wanda and now potentially have, like, altered molecular structures. So, like... Are they mutants? Like, is that Agatha's, like, army someday? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot there. Like, those people are still there. Related question. Do we think that Wanda should have faced consequences for imprisoning a whole town? And will she face consequences? And if so, what will they be? No, did you see her at the end? No way. Look, what... (laughs) Nope. Rewind it back to Endgame. Wanda almost took out Thanos by herself. Right. She 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 was on the verge of taking out Thanos by herself until you know Thanos no played dirty and you know one of his no no fireballs came down knocked her out. But you know even still, I think if anything, it's taught Wanda the importance of I guess embracing who she is, but. It may have also alerted other magic users that you no, know, there's a super powerful being out there. Uh, I mean, because Agatha was tapping into dark magic, and her magic looked the same as Dormammu's magic. 
And so if she's able to tap into dark magic and it comes from the same place that Dormammu uh, gets his magic from, for all we know, and uh, here, here's a theory that uh, I'm about to jump down a rabbit hole, possibly. But for all we Do know, Mephisto may, <laughs> Mephisto may figure in once we get around to uh, the uh, multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. You know who else would be alerted to a powerful mage abusing and misusing their magic? I, I think I know what you're going to say. I think I know what you're going to say, but... Mordo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Don and I were talking about that, and, too, because Mordo has his mission about too many sorcerers, so... And now that now that Wanda is reading the Darkhold and, and everything, that doesn't mean she's going to become, like, this great, good witch, you know, and, and, and she could go the other way, and, and the devil could, uh, could turn her more evil, down a more evil path. Actually, which ties to something else. So, in the end, the final end credit. Uh, now, when you see you see her making coffee or whatever, but then you see her in the back uh, going reading the uh, the dark hole. Now, usually, when you see someone, you know, traveling through the astral plane. The physical body can't do anything. Like, uh, like Doctor Strange, when he, whenever he does it, he's out. You know, because his right. spirit's doing all this stuff. Now, Wanda, she's making coffee while she's also traveling, and there's something else. If you look at the runes on the the uh, the cabin, they were kind of Eastern European, which. Now, this is sort of like my wife and I were talking about this. We're wondering if maybe she's back in uh, Sokovia. Makes sense. Mm. The mountains that she and uh, Pietro were born in are the same mountains that Cathan was trapped in. And Cathan is the demon who created the Darkhold. Mm hmm. Now, see, then this may be more fan theories, but this could be something that's going to tie into something else. Because, you know, she could have been anywhere. She could have gone anywhere, but mm-hmm. she's back home, you know, and in the mountains with this book that caused nothing but trouble. And, you know, meanwhile, you also hear the screen, the, the, her children calling to her as well. So. Um, you know, for all we know, she may be, she may be also tapping into powers that will be opening the doors to other demons as well. It's a, really good, it's a good point. I feel like going back to your point about her spiritual and physical body bodies being independent. I just feel like that just speaks to her power. Um, I mean, Agnes even said in the in the finale. Um, you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. So while Doctor Strange can't do anything with his physical body while he's projecting, Wanda can. And Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think, you know, she's reading up, she's studying up, she's trying to understand her powers, but then her kids call to her and, you know, she might have to do what it takes to make sure that they're safe and to bring them back somehow. And, you know, whether that leads her to a villainous path is to be determined, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't be surprised. The other thing about that, I wonder, is if that was her kids calling to her was by somebody, maybe Mephisto, who knows? Well, you mentioned Eastern European uh, mountain range. 
that could be Sokovia. Mm-hmm. Could be mm-hmm. another mountain range that's home to a character by the name of Pandemonia, which is in Latvia. And actually, there's another character from Lat- uh, La- uh, uh, La- Latveria that's a, uh, a practitioner of order magic, Dr. Doom. Doom! <laughs> So, I mean, and I don't know if that's going to happen, but the thing is, she's, she's, she practices chaos magic, and that's well established. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that's, I'm not saying that, you know, Doom is going to show up in, you know, uh, Doctor Strange, but it's an interesting little bit from the comics. Does that mean that that's what we're going to see? Um, we we already know that the Fantastic Four are on their way, but it's still a little bit of a while before they get here. But uh, you know, that's just kind of something to throw out there too. What what a great place for her to be, except you know, Latveria, which could lead to if Agnes Agatha comes back to her, mm-hmm. what role does she play? Within the Fantastic Four. Well, she's the nanny to Franklin. Right. Oh. So what if we get a Fantastic Four that is post-origin stories and we're right into, well, they got Franklin, they need a nanny. I don't think we need to see another origin story for the Fantastic Four. No. No, we don't. I don't think we will. So, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Yeah, you know, I, you know, you guys got me jumping down rabbit holes. I said I wasn't going to jump down. <laughs> wow! If I had a nickel every time I was doomed by a puppet, I'd have two nickels, <laughs> which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of Wanda being, uh, you know, being a nexus being and everything, I still want to know when I'm going to get to see my man thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I mean, the nexus of what well, sounds like a personal all realities or whatever you want to call it uh, yeah. was mentioned, you know, in in very brief passing in Thor: The Dark World. That's true. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And Man Thing was on the uh, on the uh, the uh, why can't I think of the word in Thor in um, Ragnarok? He was one of the faces. Uh, on, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Does that mean dead yeah. Wasn't Beta Ray Bill on that too? Beta Ray Bill, somebody yeah. looking like Beta Ray Bill, yes. Yes. I mean I I, I don't know. I I get the feeling that if we get if we get man thing that Frogman isn't too far behind. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he's right up there on my wall. Man, sort of. He, he's right up there on my he wall. He doesn't like really easy play a bad Joe and sings about how it's not easy being green, does he? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it does in the MC version. Unless it's a remix with Diplo. <laughs> I don't know. So while we're still talking about the final episode, the series finale, any other questions or topics that want to be brought up? Because I know we haven't heard much from Alex and Jackie. I would like to know um, about the other vision. I guess the original vision, right? Um he now is almost back to being the original Vision because the magically created Vision gave him all his memories. So where where did he go? Like, where did he go? And Wanda's going to find him, right? Up. 
I was gonna ask the same thing. Oh, I I know we're gonna see him again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely not in the last. Maybe he's with the kids. Maybe. My thought would be uh, really just trying to find answers Mm -hmm. because basically when, you know, Red Vision did the Jedi mind trick on White Vision and, you know, it's like an Xbox achievement unlocked, got memories back Mm -hmm. and his eyes changed at that point. I I mean, he just went straight up and you never saw him again. First of all, I would say my thought was if I were in that position, I would get some distance from the from the situation and spend some time sorting everything out. Just basically trying to come to grips like, you know, what all do I remember? And because I don't know that I would fully trust a magically constructed false me, but I have trust issues. I would be looking for confirmation to make sure that these memories that I have in my head are actual memories. Yeah, I think that this just wasn't his story. Do you know what I mean? Like he was introduced, Mm -hmm. but like this was not about him. This was very much about Wanda and her vision. You know what I mean? Like her her version of her true vision. Um, But what I think is interesting is like he went up and then like obviously we know from like the first end credit scene that what's next for Monica is also going to be going back up. You know, so I'm just Mm -hmm. curious if like all of these stories are going to go in three totally separate directions now, like that's the next phase or are these characters going to keep kind of like sticking together? Like, I I just I'm I'm excited to see what's next. Well, the Monica, the Monica Rambo end credit scene, I feel sets up Secret Wars or Secret Invasion really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or or even or even. Or and setting up for Miss Marvel because yeah. supposedly she's supposed to be involved with Miss Marvel as well. Uh, Vision. I thought I heard that somewhere, and then I said it to a friend, and they thought I was crazy. So she is supposed to be part of Miss Marvel, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. That. Yeah. I believe that's what was said last fall when they announced the other shows. Um, Vision. Maybe he appears in in the Hawkeye series. Maybe we finally get the beginnings of uh, the West Coast Avengers. So this is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. I always wondered. <laughs> Mike has been waiting all, all show long <laughs> to whip that clip out. I, I had to throw that out there. I mean, see, I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised. That's one scene that I was pleasantly surprised by because I thought that they would have we, – we would have this emotionless vision, like just kind of wandering around, you no, know, just trying to figure things out, uh, knowing He's that – He's data. Yeah, yeah. I thought that, that's what I thought we were going to get, you know, but now you kind of got this – you know, like you said, you know, he's trying to figure everything out because, well, you know – no, magic is real and down is up and you know I, you know at first he was going to be a part of an evil army and now you know he's I I I really enjoyed how how they did speed up the whole vision quest storyline from mm-hmm. West Coast Adventures yeah. um 
in this series as, as a subplot. You know, what, you know, two, three episodes. Okay, I was I was cool with that. I mean, to be shown, you know, the brief snippets. I, mm-hmm. It was perfect timing and everything. They didn't need to explain further. Yeah. Uh, the fans of West Coast Avengers who know Vision Quest were, were happy that that's what we got. And that it went that route. Um, I still think that I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I still think that Hayward's goal was mass production. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, and I've said this before, but in like the very first time you see him, he says, you know, we're into robotics and AI now. Mm -hmm. You don't retool or repurpose an entire organization for one prototype. No, no, no. No, white vision was the the prototype field test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, they do don't you know think- that? No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, they don't know that white vision. Like, they have no idea that he's been transferred all of this information and that he's got all this knowledge. So maybe there's going to be some kind of a you no, know just- he can relay this information to additional visions. He was. Pretty expensive, though. Like, that's going to be a pretty expensive uh, army they're building. Yeah. Well, well it, it was kind it, of like the Allies theory in World War II. Okay, maybe the Germans have better tanks, but we'll have more. Yes. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle a whole army because it was bad enough having double vision in the library. Mm. I don't know what disappoints me more, Mike, (laughs) that you put that out there or that you beat me to it. (laughs) I I do see what you did there. Uh, I don't know. When they were fighting, that was kind of blurred vision. Oh. Thursday's got no comment for this, really? (laughs) (laughs) I do have to say I enjoyed all the memes of, you know – Wanda and Agatha fighting and it's like this whole battle scene and then you know the two visions are like sitting in the library like hmm <laughs> talk this out that's very British though isn't it I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah I think the only thing that's missing was tea I don't know but you know or pistol all I kept thinking that there this. was like there was like real world implications about that ship of the CS or whatever ship because then I'm sitting there thinking like I, I have an old car. I keep changing pieces on it. Am I not driving the same car anymore? You know, every time I change a piece, will it one day cease to be the original car? I, I don't know. You know, that's what it brought to me was a real life conundrum. Yeah, yeah Kickstarter. Well, that made that I'm going to be up all night thinking about that. There's a, there, there's a myth that that, um, that goes something like your cells your cells in your body keep dying and regenerating. So by the time you reach a certain age, you're not the original. You're not your original you because all of your cells have regenerated. New yeah. me, new me. <laughs> that like really that. gives me an Something. out for all I know the I... things I did as a kid. <laughs> yeah. That really wasn't me. Not me. <laughs> So one one thing that hasn't really been touched on, and I guess it's pretty recent to when we're recording this, is the admission that they were changing things in the show as they went Mm. to avoid some of the fan theories being right that we talked about earlier. And some of it some of it just emerged within the last 24 hours or so when the director was um, on Kevin Smith's podcast Mm-hmm. And he said that um, they were still editing, 
up until two weeks before the finale and that there were at least two fan theories that would have been right, but they kept changing things as they went. And I think that inter- that like opens up like a, a just a a weird new element to to the fan entitlement thing, and then also the creation of the art that you're actually like changing your vision as you're going because of stuff that's happening in the real world. And I don't well, know that that's necessarily a good thing. Um, that, so, and we don't know what the the Snyder. Yeah, we don't know what the original idea would have been because he didn't he didn't specifically say like which two things would have been correct. And then he also stopped short of explaining what the original intention for the rabbit was, because there was that whole thing with like, you know, the scratchy Nicholas Scratch being um, Agatha's son and could it be Mephisto and all this stuff. And then he did say, though, that they had cut a scene where Scratchy becomes like a demon, like a demon yeah. rabbit, and he's like chasing the boys around, mm-hmm. which would have, oh, you know, alluded bad. to even more of that bigger power going. Right. Um, That's so I, I just think <laughs> I just think it's really strange though that that it's like, you know, oh, and they they also um, cut it from ten episodes back to nine. So as they were chopping, as they were going, they were losing content. So the series ended up being an episode shorter than it was intended to be. That to me is weird because like, then you think like, well, I would kind of like to see what they originally intended. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about that because, because um, Kevin Feige said that basically all of those are going to end up being about six hours long. We did not get six hours. (laughs) No, no. no. Yeah. I didn't think so. Like, like we know, Falcon and Witcher Soldier is going to be six hour long episodes, but I don't. Right. It didn't seem like WandaVision was six hours long. I haven't done math, so I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting. No, that's move, where though. the cameo oh, episodes were like what yeah. maybe thirty five minutes each, and then except for the last two. Yeah, I feel like Disney is doing so much like behind the scenes docu style content. So like there could also just be a content play happening where like. Okay, look at how like look at how big the Snyder cut became. Like this was like a huge campaign from the fans. Like maybe they're just like sort of like plotting a similar thing for this where you're going to get some of the uncut footage, some of the stuff that never got um mm. put into the series and you're going to get it separately as this whole other series that you're going to have to tune into week to week and like keep that Disney Plus subscription going, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, which oh by the way, March twenty sixth goes up by a dollar. Mm-hmm. No way. Yep. March it's either March twenty fifth or March twenty sixth. Okay. Disney Plus goes up by one dollar. We bought the three year package. Then you're twelve year twelve dollar a year raises for everybody. <laughs> I also read an article today that like Netflix is starting to limit like your account to just your household so if you log in like from a different ip address they they boot you out so you're not going to be able to like share all your passwords and your accounts anymore so i'm sure all the other ones will get on that bandwagon too i would never do a thing like that <laughs> hey, Derek, i need your well, password I- again <laughs> Hold on, I just changed it. <laughs> it's F U uh What? <laughs> I thought it was where's my man thing. 
<laughs> it is now. <laughs> um, password for everything now. So, with, with the revelation that they were making changes, do you th- do we think that this may have been to kind of help tame the toxicity of Marvel fans? As I know from what I was seeing, because we didn't get Mephisto, people were demanding Mephisto. The, the toxicity amongst the MCU fans was slowly starting to get like the toxicity of the vocal minority uh, of Star Wars fans. Mm. Uh, I don't see know, how denying a fan theory reduces toxicity. No. Well, what no. it does is if you don't execute it the way that they wanted you to, then you're going to get killed for that. So if you can pivot and move in a different direction, we're un, as fans, we're un, you know, unwittingly playing a choose-your-own-adventure story, really, by guessing certain things and making certain predictions, and they can pivot away from them because they're still in production or, or editing phase. We're mm-hmm. kind of choosing our own adventure by like, aha, we got you. We know it's going to happen. They're like, oh, do you? Well, we're just going to we're going to turn to page 53 instead of page 46. And now we're off on a whole new rabbit hole. I think that's why, Colin, before you were saying you went nuts with all these different fan theories, but you did it to yourself. Maybe they were kind of pulling strings. Maybe it was Agatha all along, you know, pulling some strings. <laughs> on you. Uh, uh, that, ship. that song, they, need, they, they, they really need to do like a remix of that because I kind of like that song. I love that song. It's been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. <laughs> here's that was a Thursday remix. You guys could do it. Here, here's a quick thought. What if they're saving up some of this cut content for Multiverse of Madness? Oh, so you could show what might have happened or could have happened if certain things had gone differently. Multiverse you know, of Madness like, is coming to the theaters with three alternate endings. Like Clue. <laughs> you know what? I, I just had like a I just had this <laughs> image in my head from uh Arrested Development where uh what's the guy's name? Um dang, can you think of his name now? The guy that was in that was Apollo Creed. Uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Weathers, you know, like he's this broke actor, and like the, and so somebody's about to throw away some chicken bones. He goes, "Oh no, 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 no! Just take that. We'll boil it down. You cut some vegetables in there. Now you got a stew." So I picture, "Oh no, no! Don't get rid of those. Don't get rid of those scenes. We're just gonna put them back. And then we'll, then we're gonna like mix them in with another movie. Man, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> we get extra content. It's all good. Hey, they paid for them." They could easily yeah. they yeah. could easily become in credit scenes in other films. Easily, oh, I mean, we we really have no idea what is on the cutting room floor or what was almost included, but at the last minute got changed. If since they were you no know, refilming and changing scenes on the sly, on the fly. Like that. Well, I mean, also, also to note, this wasn't supposed to be the first show to come out. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it, right? Like maybe there was parts of the plot originally sure, yeah. that hinge on things that happen in Falcon and Winter Soldier or Loki or another show that was supposed or movie that was supposed to come out before this, and then they had to kind of like pivot it completely. Yeah, what was going to be a show? Falcon and Winter Soldier I, I, was supposed to be last fall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And we should have seen so, Black we- Widow. We should have seen the Eternals. Like there could have been content in WandaVision 
that tied back to things we should have seen already, but without having seen them, they couldn't include it without ruining the other titles. Right. That's a very good point. Which makes me wonder if there's anything in Falcon and Winter Soldier referencing WandaVision at all, or if they're just going to completely ignore it for now. We know Hydra. Well, the thing is we know the Hydra figures in. We know that. So I don't know. I would my my bit my best guess is that WandaVision will be referenced by Baron Zemo as you know just basically more ammo as to how super be- super beings are too dangerous to be allowed to exist. Oh yeah, that would yes. be a perfect thing for him to bring up. Right. I definitely agree with that, and I feel like even. Um, you know, at the end when, like, you see Hayward go off to prison and, like, answer for his crimes and whatever. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, still this element of, like, hello, like, she imprisoned all these people and tortured them for however long and she just goes away. Like, that's not going to just, like, fall off. And, like, that was such a major theme through the, you know, the Avengers movies and the Infinity Saga. Like, that's not just going to go out the window. But I think, like, another... another Oh, wow, just because she's... I think like another thing worth noting too is that the you know the the Infinity Saga 2 like really touched on the fact that like we are old dogs and it's time for the next generation and with her kids coming in like that could Mm. very easily lead to the Young Avengers do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know uh, something that was in the Avengers comics like this was like late 70s early 80s uh, they had a government liaison, uh, and this was like sort of a time where the Avengers were almost like a a task force that was kind of con- run by the government. Like the government actually even had a say over who was an Avenger and who was not. Are you talking about I, Valerie right. Cooper? Uh, yeah, or Gurgic, Gurgic, Gyric. Gyrick, yeah, that guy. So I now I hated that I hated those stories because I couldn't stand a guy. He was a jerk. He was yeah. a total jerk. <laughs> I, I was like twelve at the time, so I'm like, you know what? I can't stand you. You're a jerk. So you know, at fifty, he's really a jerk. But the thing is, this would make sense. Like, okay, you know, the Sokovia Accords, that was a bad mistake. But we still don't trust you guys. I could kind of see, you know, kind of, kind of to uh, piggyback on what you're saying. I could see something like that happening, possibly. Like, you get this new, these new Avengers in there, and, they, and they're going to obviously be younger. So, you know, they they need supervision or guidance. So, you know, we, oh, we, right. we're going to have yeah. a bigger presence, maybe, to jump down another rabbit hole. <laughs> Ms. Marvel's really young, too, just adding to that yeah. theory. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so you have Squirrel, because Squirrel Girl is supposedly still showing up at some point. Yeah, Squirrel Girl, you'll have Ironheart, you'll have... A new Hawkeye. You'll have America um, Chavez. America Chavez. Who, and then you'll who have, has been uh, cast in, uh, as Eric pointed out in our Intrepid Trio chat on Facebook, but they have her cast younger than what the character mm-hmm. actually is. Yes, which was yes. a surprise. Along with along with Wanda's uh, Wanda's children. Um, so was that that with their Wiccan and Speed? So. Uh, you, you you have a whole team there, and 
Do we, I, I, I do we at one point, instead of uh, Young Avengers, do we go Avengers Arena? As or the, Disassembled. As the superhero version of Hunger Games? <laughs> you know, the way that the Avengers lineup has changed so much over the years in the comics, I think there's there's a, I won't say a plethora. Well, okay, I'll say a plethora of different directions they can go in. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Cage was an Avenger at one point. Yep. Yes, he was. Dadgummit! Do we bring in him and Jessica Jones? We, we, we yes, you know what? We please. Jessica and Luke and Danny and heck, let's bring in um Danielle. Let's bring in Matt because I don't think he's doing anything right now. Yeah, you know he's free. Um, he's free. Matt's gonna be in the next. Do you guys? gonna be in the next Spider-Man film. Do you remember when uh, um, the Netflix shows all got canceled and it, it was gonna be? Uh, well, it's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be two years until Marvel can use the characters again. And that seemed like it was far away, and now it's like past that already. <laughs> Marvel's got Marvel's got all the rights to the Netflix wow. characters again. They do because that two-year gap's been is over. Well, we mm-hmm. we, uh, we had uh, a few series to end. We had. No, a few movies that did okay, and a whole new <laughs> network launch, and you know here we are. So, yep. And now it's not so far away. So I'm looking at our time. We are almost at the end of this fun issue. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go around the room and go final thoughts, and I'm gonna start off with Jackie. Final thoughts on so the final episode, of- final or the series. My final thoughts. I was sad that it was over, but I love the ending. Um, that is going to be a killer Halloween costume. Scarlet Witch, who does not want to be Wanda right now. She's an <laughs> epic character. I couldn't have hoped for her to be more amazing at the end. I was really happy with that. I really loved it. And I love the fight scene at the end, the big epic battle. I feel like they did a really good job of... You know, taking it from the 50s, you know, it was very light. And as you progress through the decades, it got heavier and heavier until you're in present day Marvel epic battle. um, The kind of ending that you want from this that you didn't even know you needed, but you did. Um, But I would have liked a little more Agatha, to be honest. I didn't like her at first. Um, I was like, no, it was not Agatha all along. I, I don't like, I don't like that. And then, I, and then I was like, okay, this is kind of pretty cool, actually. So, Maddie, I like, I'm good. I want more. Okay. Um, I'm going to echo a lot of what Jackie said, but I mean, I was thrilled. I am so biased because Wanda was my favorite Avenger. And the fact that we got this whole story from her just made me love her so much more and feel so much more connected to her. I am so thrilled that, you know, no matter what, was on the cutting room floor that like whatever this ended up being is that she ended Westview on her terms and she was able to say goodbye, you know, for herself. And, Oh, I just, I loved it so much. And of course the costume reveal, I think her outfit is amazing. Um, and the best line of the whole series is boys handle the military. Mommy will be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I I was thrilled and I loved it. Alex. I think uh, after watching it a second time, putting all the fan hype aside, this is such a really well-contained show about the real emotion of one character that it works so well. Well, I'm bummed Mephisto wasn't the tree or tree Fisto as I was calling him. Um, 
it was nice to i feel like this is a, a little more in depth than most marvel stories so i really enjoy that and i feel that all the loose ends will definitely be tied up in other things i was thinking today like if doctor strange did come out a month after this we might have gotten that extra episode to lead into it but i feel like since we still have a year there's going to be a lot more storytelling and that it was a perfect way to cap the show off can i add one more thing um i <laughs> I just want to say that I really appreciate the way they were able to make Wanda a really sympathetic character that you really wanted to to win, even though, like, technically what she was doing was, like, chaos, really. But just, like, she mm. imprisoned all these people and you should have she should have come off like a, a bad guy, but she didn't. Like, I wanted her to overcome and, and become what she did. So I think they did an amazing job at that, too. Uh, Marissa. Yeah, I mean, I think it was amazing. I think it came at a really interesting time because you're essentially watching this one woman process this incredible trauma that she experienced while meanwhile we're all sitting at home like dealing with a global pandemic and missing people. And so I think that it was really easy, you know, to relate to her because we've all experienced loss in one way or another. But one of my favorite things was Monica Rambo, And like, I think that you had these two female characters who both experienced really significant losses and handled it in entirely different ways, <laughs> some healthier than mm-hmm. others. Um, but I think it was just the perfect way to set her up and to show like in the same way that you know, Captain Marvel before her is always about like the greater good and helping people and like nothing is going to get in my way. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Monica has that like same energy in her. So even though this was like clearly Wanda and Vision's story, it was, you know, Vision's kind of send off and well, maybe. <laughs> and then, you know, setting setting up the Scarlet Witch. But I think this was Monica's story, too, you know, getting over her mother and getting back in the game after, you know, the blip. And um, I think that was like really one of my favorite parts, just seeing those two characters next to each other and how differently they handled um, their grief and their situations. Uh, J.D.? Uh, I loved it. I mean, I just wish there was more Jimmy Woo, um, but I'm looking forward to see where they go next, and uh, I yield back the rest of my time. <laughs> floor, floor acknowledges that you have yielded back your time. Uh, Madeline. Oh, this is getting harder with so many people having gone already. Um, I will say that I, you know, being self-aware that after almost two years, they could have put out the Incredible Hulk and I would have loved it because I missed Marvel content so much. Um, but <laughs> that being noted, I think it was weird and I loved that it was weird and different. And I think it was a big question mark what it was going to look like to see these show, these this movie format become a show. Uh, and I think it stuck the landing and, and created a really good foundation for what we're going to see on Disney+. Plus. And I'm just excited to see what they do with it. And I I don't know. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I personally tried to stay away from the fan theories as much as I could. And I think that helped with any lack of disappointment. Um, I mean, obviously I knew the general ones, but I think that helped to, to stay grounded in the story. But I was happy with it. James. When they first announced this show a couple of years ago, I had zero interest in it. It was the the one on the uh, on the schedule that 
I, I just had questions about it and was like, mm, you know, it looked weird. The, the the logo looked, you know, kitschy and hokey. And, you know, how was the 50s thing going to work and everything? Um, but as we got closer and closer to seeing it, I became more and more interested with each little tidbit that was out there. And, of course, from episode one was hooked because the storytelling was unique and different. And I'm glad that they went weekly with it and didn't just unload the entire season in one shot, which now, as we know, they couldn't have done anyway because they were still tweaking it. Um, but it sets the bar high for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And now as we move forward, um, there's going to be questions with that. Will it be as good? Will it be as engaging? Um, will they be tweaking that as they go because of how fans are going to be reacting to things? So it's started a lot of uh, interesting conversations. Um, it is also um, changing the way, even even sort of with the pop insider of how we do our jobs, which Madeline can vouch for because they're doing these merch releases every week tied to the episode. Um, so it, it's not there and everything filters out in pieces and just the overall way that fans are engaged with the content has completely changed. And, um, you know, as being into the, the MCU and the Marvel films and stuff, I think this is an awesome, uh, awesome new way to enjoy it on Disney Plus. So um, I'm really cool. I'm really excited for Loki personally. So, uh, so um, speaking of merch real quick, I've been disappointed with Lego and Hasbro that there's been no WandaVision merch from those. It has to be coming. It has to be on the way. Like, I just can't imagine. I mean, we got. Teeny bit of Hasbro. Teeny, teeny bit. But it's got to be coming. Derek. Well, um, of course, I love the show. Uh, I can say that. I will I will also say that the people that watched two episodes, the first two episodes and then stopped watching, uh, you really didn't watch the show because the first two episodes are not what the show is. Um, and uh, one way I know it's a good show is because my wife, who is a very casual Marvel fan, um, I asked her at one point, are you planning on watching WandaVision? She said, no, nah, she wasn't interested in it. But then she decided to uh, binge watch it over the last couple of days, and she really liked it. She thought it was really good. And she doesn't even know anything about all the fan theories or anything like that. She just thought it was a really good show. So I think that's a good sign. Um, and mainly I, can, I, hmm? I was going to say, I can relate to that because my daughter's best friend this last weekend was drilling me left and right. What about this? What about that? I'm like, <laughs> you're on the right track, but you're also so wrong <laughs> on a lot of things. <laughs> um, I think for me, I, I love the show, number one for what we got and number two for what we didn't get. Um, so I was very happy about that. And then I'll finish it off with uh, just a couple of things. I was looking through some of the trivia on IMDb, and uh, it says that the house that Dottie lives in is the Murtaugh house from Lethal Weapon. And it says Wanda's house is the same house that was used in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I thought it looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my final two things to say is, one, I still want my man thing. I want to get a shirt that says that. And uh, two, I also just read a cool thing that uh, in regards to the Wonder Man thing, it looks like they're in talks with Channing Tatum play him. Oh, That's oh really? Oh. Really? <laughs> we, we, we. Uh, I, 
score one for Weeby Geeks. Uh, Eric or Kylan, final thoughts? Kylan, do you, do you need a moment to recover from that? I, I really do because that was that 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 was just like guerrilla warfare. Just okay. I, yeah. All right, all right. You, you, you go deal with Shots the military. This. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, I will agree that uh, I, can't, I can't really blame somebody for you know pa- giving this a hard pass after the first couple of episodes. They were a slog. Okay, I'll I'll just say that right out loud. But once you get to like the end of episode three and and from then on, that's where that's where you start getting the payoff. And again, I think it's a brilliant move to do this weekly. Whether you're mm-hmm. tweaking it as you go or not, because if you put all this you know, out as one season, then you don't get the full effect of it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is uh, – it was a series that really takes your expectations, crumbles them up, and throws them in the garbage. Yes. Because, you know, with the fan theories, yes, I still think some of my particular fan theories will come out later, will come true later. But I'm not upset that of any of the ones that didn't come true within the series, because I think we got a great series out of it. It's an interesting take. I mean, you basically boil it down to what would you do to get back somebody you lost? And and Monica said it best, said, you know, if I had your power, I'd bring my mom back. Mm -hmm. And and yes, technically, Wanda is the villain in this. Technically, from a legal standpoint, she is the bad guy, but she does it from a place of grief and to a degree doesn't even realize what she's doing is hurting others. And, And you say, you know, does she get off without any consequences? Well, Yes and no. Uh, I don't see anybody trying to slap her butt in the jail cell, but she's going to carry the consequences with her for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I lost control through my grief and everybody in this town suffered because of it. Yep. And my last thing, I want to see more Jimmy Woo and I want to see more the relationship that we know is budding between him and Darcy. <laughs> mm. More Darcy. We want more Darcy. We love Darcy. Yeah. She definitely was not as annoying this time around as she was in Thor. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Kylan, any final thoughts? Uh, wow. All right. All right. So to piggyback on all the awesome things everybody shared, um, I did. This was this was probably the awesome surprise for me because um, I kind of had this idea that. You know, okay, so it's going to be like this, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s sitcom kind of thing, maybe, possibly. Okay. Uh, And honestly, from the first episode, I I was hooked because things, when things went wrong, they went very wrong. You know, even if it, oh, no, 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 it's fine. No, it was very wrong. And so I, I was left, especially like the first four or five episodes, Sitting there trying to process, like, is this a comedy or is she going crazy? What's going on here? And and we didn't help matters here. No, 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 we didn't. <laughs> but it, it was awesome to see masterful storytelling and to see uh, Monica Rambeau 
get an an epic story uh to and, and to finally see the immediate aftermath of the blip to see that and to see monica come into her own and you have this big question mark about what's the issue between her and carol and at the same time to see wanda you know no, get her story told and to see her come into her own power um and to finally get i i have to admit i'm i'm jonesing for uh, a jimmy woo series now too i don't know there, there was so much that came out of this that I, I i came out of this with more i wants than i expected um for this and uh you know, and you know, and with probably more questions like, you know, uh, is Sword done for good, uh, or is Sword going to partner with Shield? Um, and you know, are we going to get Atlas at some point? You know, I don't yes, know. Please, yeah. I so I'm saying all that to say that you know I thoroughly enjoyed this. I could see myself going back. I. I I probably would do myself a disservice to go back and try to binge this whole thing because I still feel like that there are tiny bits that are in there that I would pick up that I missed the first time around. Mm. Um, but I probably will go back and rewatch this uh, at some point. And it's going to be interesting to see where this fits in with the following movies and series uh, that are coming down the pike. Uh, you know what? They, they knocked it out of the park and you know, sign me up for more. Cool. Well, yeah. I want to thank everyone from the Pop Insider, Jackie, Alex, Marissa, Maddie, Madeline, James, JD. Uh, you can find them all on the popinsider.com where you can also find Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Keepers of the Fringe, Geek Watch One. When we get a new one up, Adventures in Geek. It all depends on my daughter for that one. Um, New England Society of Geeks. Yeah, thank you. Um, as part of a weekly roundup over on the Pop Insider as well. Um, this, you know, We've had the toy episode uh, a couple weeks ago. But doing a roundtable like this with with the game from the Pop Insider has been a, a real blast. We will definitely have to do this again on other things. Who knows? Maybe uh, in about seven weeks for Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll have to see. Um, or maybe a new band thing series. That too. Um, yeah. But on that note, uh, Thursday, if you would. As always, gentlemen, a great pleasure watching you work. <laughs> Activating security protocol self-destruct sequence, erasing all data. The 42 cast is turning 100, but like all good things, it must come to an end. Tune in to our epic finale as we see who lives. I'm Brian Trino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But First, Let's Talk Nerdy. Clink. Oh, how was that? That's going to be our promo. <laughs> 
But first, let's talk nerdy. It's two nerd girls talking about nerdy things over a couple of drinks. What could go wrong? Part of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.